Hello, and welcome to FYI Burger. Can I take your order? Yes, I'll have a double barbecue bacon burger with fries and a supersized strawberry shake. That'll be six fifty-eight. Please drive around. Thanks. These eateries are often called greasy, downright unhealthy. On the other hand, they're quick, convenient, family-friendly, and full of mostly flavorful food. We'll find out about this fascination we've always had with fast food on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info English. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this, the second episode of season three. I can't believe it. We are just trucking along, and to truck along is seguir hacia adelante, and that's thanks to you guys. As I told you this week on social media, if you're not following me on social media, you can do that. You can find all the links. Over at albertoalonso.com, but I am excited to announce that this show for your English is in the top ten for language learning in Spain, and that would not be possible without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of you who tune in and spread the word every week. And as if that weren't enough, we are also number twenty-two in education in all of Spain. Yeah, when I say education, I mean science shows, math shows, biology. But there is FYI for your English in the top twenty-five. And again, thanks to you guys. I'd also like to take a moment to send a special shout out to all of my patrons who get bonus content, who join me in class every week, and they also get PDFs with all the vocabulary and expressions that we look at every week. And remember, guys, there are over three hundred and fifty words, expressions, and structures in every episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all my patrons, especially. Our super duper students: Javier, Francisco, Tony, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And a really special shout out to my interstellar students at the highest level. A shout out to Paco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. If you guys want to find out more information about becoming a patron, and by the way, the word patron is mecena. Find out more. You've got all kinds of options from bonus content. PDFs and as I said, weekly and monthly classes with me. All the information you'll need is over at Patreon.com/slash/AlbertoAlonso. So, are you guys hungry? Anybody hungry? I don't know about you, but anytime we mention food, my stomach starts to rumble. It makes that sound that a stomach makes. And I'll say this at the beginning. 
I'm not a huge fan of fast food, but let's be honest, it's a phenomenon that we have to explore. So in the intro, I said, welcome to FYI Burger. This is me going through the drive-thru. You call it autoservicio, we call it the drive-thru. And I'm ordering, to order es pedir. We don't say to ask for. Ask for sí que es pedir, pero más eh, pedir un préstamo, pedir un favor. Pero pedir comida, we would say to order. In fact, if you go to a nice restaurant, you don't do this at fast food restaurants, but at a nice restaurant, cuando quieres que te tomen nota, you say, we're ready to order, please. Estamos listos para pedir. Sería la traducción literal. So then I proceed to order and I say, I'll have. Now in English, you can say, I'll have or I'll take. Pero acuérdate, si estás hablando de comerlo, es I'm going to have a burger. Pero a la hora de pedir, puedes usar ambas. You can say, I'll have a burger or I'll take a a burger. And just be careful. I've heard a lot of my students pronounce it booger. It's not booger. Booger is moco. Moco duro. And snot, well, that's el moco que es más líquido. Huh, the amazing vocabulary you learn here every week. So I ordered a burger that was really hard to pronounce. I said, I'll have a double barbecue bacon burger. Como decimos en inglés, say that five times fast. And you can't forget about the fries. But don't forget, if you're British, they're not called fries. They're called chips. And in the United States, chips are patatas de bolsa. Fries or French fries son las calientes. And we'll wash it down with a supersized strawberry shake. Sounds healthy, right? <laughs> I'm joking. So then the person said, that person being me, who was at the takeout window, said, that'll be six fifty-eight. Now, this is a really interesting structure to learn. That'll be is, el total es. So a lot of times you'll hear that in a store when you're paying for something. They'll say, that'll be 48.38, sir. And be careful. In Spanish, you say 48 euros con 38 centimos. But we don't. We say 48 dollars and 38 cents. Or simplemente 48.38. So I said, that'll be 6.58. 6 dólares con 58 centimos. Please drive around. And it's called a drive-thru, but they tell you to drive around. Porque tienes que rodear el edificio. And of course, I drive around to the pickup window where I pick up my food. I make sure everything is correct and I'm on my way. After that, I said, these eateries, this is an interesting word for restaurant, a restaurant or an eatery. I think the word eatery is a little bit more general because I wouldn't think of a fast food chain as a restaurant. I'd think of it more as an eatery or a joint, un garito, as you would say, a fast food joint. I said that they're often called greasy. Now, muchas veces llamamos esta comida grasienta. And it's true. Have you ever looked at the brown bags when you pull the burgers and fries out? That's grease there. Then I said it's downright unhealthy. And the word downright is totalmente, absolutamente eh, no sano. And then I went on to say, on the other hand, que eso es en cambio. We say on one hand, de hecho hay gente que dice 
on the one hand, los dos son correctos, on one hand, or on the one hand, y luego en cambio es on the other hand. These are good expressions to know, well, because they link your sentences together. So we're not just saying, Tom likes to read. Tom reads every day. Tenemos que meter esos howevers. Nevertheless, these conjunctions, these things that make our sentences and our ideas more fluid. I said they're quick. The word quick is rápido. They're convenient. Eso sí, muy cómodos. They're family-friendly. Yeah, a lot of them even have playgrounds for kids with ball baths. I've seen some McDonald's, some Burger Kings that have better playgrounds than the town I live in. And they're full of mostly flavorful food. Let's be honest. This food is full of flavor. Well, obviously, it was designed that way. They put just the right of amount of salt and sugar and fat so that it just makes your taste buds explode. And your taste buds are tus gustas. Oh, I never get this word right in Spanish. Those little things on your tongue that make you taste things. And a word I left out, because I said convenient, but another thing I left out, and I think another reason that these restaurants or these eateries are so successful, is consistency. You know that if you go into uh, KFC or Burger King or any of these, you're going to get the same thing whether you're in Cambodia or in the Fiji Islands, if they have fast food restaurants there, you know that the final product, the burger, the shake, it's gonna taste the same no matter where you get it. And when you're in a different country and you're in a place where you don't know what's going on, well, sometimes it's nice to, to be able to rely on something. And as I said, you're not gonna hear me defend fast food very much in this episode, but I'm gonna try and give you an unbiased look at this mega industry because let's be honest this is a mega industry we're going to talk about some figures a little bit later on so let's start with a disclaimer esto es algo que me quita culpabilidad a disclaimer it's a very good legal term I am not referring to any individual fast food company. We're going to talk about all of them over here. So I don't want any lawsuits. No quiero ninguna demanda. I'm going to try and be fair. And I'm going to try and give you just the facts. As well as, of course, my opinion. But again, it's only my opinion. And honestly, who really cares about my opinion? So don't sue me big fast food companies. If you sue me, I won't have money to spend on your lovely products. So let's talk about these figures. Let's talk about these numbers. Because in English, we have an expression and we say strength in numbers. And what does that mean? That means if there are more of you, you're stronger. I mean, it makes sense. According to the research I looked at, most Americans eat fast food one to three times a week. Now, you want to know my record? I think the most I've ever had fast food is twice a month. But some people have it twice, three times a week. Uh-oh. Well, also, I guess that reflects the obesity problem that we have over in my country. Many people are not just obese. They are morbidly obese. I'm not blaming fast food. I'm blaming an unhealthy diet 
and a lack of exercise or physical activity. Now, I think the most recognizable one out there is McDonald's, right? When you think of fast food, the king, well, actually Burger King is the king. All right, let's call it the queen. The queen is McDonald's. Now, take a guess. I want you guys to hazard a guess. That's right, the word hazard a guess is otra forma de decir adivinar. You can say guess, take a guess, o simplemente guess. How many McDonald's locations are there in the world? Now, remember, this number is constantly changing, but roughly, más o menos. Well, according to the figure I have here, McDonald's operates, and again, I'm going to say roughly, 38,000 eateries or establishments worldwide. 38,000 different locations. Wow, if you start to do the math, you'll see why they're such a big company. They are omnipresent. They're everywhere. But I guess that's good too, right? Because they're creating jobs. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Everybody's into job creation. Well, supposedly this big company, this mega corporation, employs more than 210,000 people. That's crazy. Almost a quarter of a million people are working for McDonald's. And I took a look at a study. This is going to blow your mind. The Golden Arches, esto es otro apodo para McDonald's, los arcos eh, dorados, the Golden Arches, they are one of the most recognizable symbols in the world over that of the Christian cross. They surveyed, to survey is sondear, they surveyed 7,000 people in six different countries, and 88% of those people were able to identify the McDonald's logo, the golden arches, as I said, whereas only 54% were able to identify the cross. Oh my God. Talk about really getting into the hearts and minds of people. And that's another thing we should say. These guys, I mean, yeah, their business is food. But I think another thing that they're really good at is marketing. So McDonald's, ves como nosotros lo pronunciamos, we don't say McDonald's, we say McDonald's or Mickey D's, también lo llamamos, Mickey D's. Well, believe it or not, Mickey D's is not number one. Well, it's not the largest brand out there. It's number one in the United States as far as sales, but there is a larger conglomerate out there. And that conglomerate is called Yum Brands. And Yum Brands, you might not recognize the parent company, but you might, you might recognize the companies that they own. Maybe Taco Bell rings a bell. Eh, hey, eso no lo dice aposta. KFC, Pizza Hut. Yeah, they're all owned by Yum Brands. Another big conglomerate in the fast food industry is a company called Restaurant Brands international and they own burger king tim hortons and popeyes which popeyes is a chicken place as well so these guys uh, what they're doing i guess is diversifying you know they're purchasing they're acquiring other companies where it seems like mcdonald's is just focused on their thing hey 
their different business strategies. So let's take a look at the history now. When, when did all this start? This fascination with fast food. You know, when everybody, even if you don't like it, you're fascinated by their advertising, by their commercials on TV. Because as I said, they're really good at it. They hire the greatest agencies in the world and then they go to work. Well, the first fast food restaurant or eatery was not McDonald's. It wasn't Burger King, it wasn't KFC, it was White Castle. Now, I've never seen a White Castle in Spain. I don't know if you have them, but in the United States, this is a huge chain. And it's, as I said, one of the, the ones that's been there since back in the day. It opened on September 13th, 1921. And, okay, it's not as popular as McDonald's or Burger King globally, but if you go to the United States, you've got to try White Castle. I mean, there's even a movie, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, so it's a part of our pop culture there. Again, I'm not promoting fast food, but if you're going to try it, you know, you're going to go to the United States, you might as well try all the different options. That also means you should get a hotel with a gym, and that way you can burn off all those extra calories. Now, next up on our list was KFC. That's right, KFC, which opened in 1930. Then, in third place, we've got McDonald's, and they opened up in 1940 by the McDonald's brothers. It was opened up, but it didn't get really successful until a man named Ray Kroc came on board. And if you want to hear about an interesting businessman and interesting marketer, Ray Kroc was a genius. Some would even say he was an evil genius because he bought the company from the McDonald's brothers for peanuts, muy poco dinero. And it's because he saw potential in what they were doing. Next up, we've got In-N-Out Burger. They came about in 1948. This one is really big on the West Coast of the United States. And this is interesting. You'll see it by regions. So Tim Hortons, for example, you don't see them in every region of the United States. Okay, McDonald's is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. But Sonic, there's another one that's more on the West Coast. So it seems like in the early 50s, the West Coast started developing their own fast food restaurants, even though McDonald's, the first McDonald's at least, was in California. So maybe it's safe to say that the birthplace of fast food in general was California. And it's kind of ironic because California is a state where people tend to be health conscious. To be health conscious is sequidan. They take care of themselves. Then in 1954, Burger King joined the team after that, you got Pizza Hut, which was in 1958, and that's funny because uh, Pizza Hut, if you know their, their logo, a hut is un chiringuito, and they used to have these red roofs, el techo, I believe you say, and those red roofs are still part of their logo, Pizza Hut. Next one, we've got Taco Bell, which I don't know if it's too big here in Spain, 
but I remember Taco Bell being a religion when I was in college. And in 1965, a healthy alternative, or at least that's what they would have you believe, and that's Subway, which is a really good name considering that we call sandwiches, uh, bocatas, uh, que están en pan largo, we call them subs, like a submarine. So tiene sentido de que Subway es el camino o el sitio donde pillas un sub. I love it when their names make sense like that. And now that we're talking about subs, I am dying for a nice meatball sub right now. Is anybody else getting hungry? If you're like me, then you've thought about, at least at some point in your life, about maybe looking into a franchise, you know, buying a McDonald's location or Dunkin' Donuts or who knows, one of these other chains, because it seems like a pretty lucrative business. You know, I would go as far as saying it's a gold mine. Una mina de oro, decimos nosotros. I mean, every time I go to a McDonald's, it's full of people. The delivery guys are there, you know, filling up their delivery bags. I mean, they are busy all the time, or at least it seems that way. I looked into it because I talked about it for many years, and I guess it is a good way to make money. But like every investment, decimos in English, you need to spend money to make money. So if you want to own a McDonald's franchise, guess what? You're going to need some cash. That's right. It's been estimated that a McDonald's franchise will cost you anywhere from a million to $2.2 million. That's uh, construction, equipment expenses, startup costs. So we're talking about an initial investment of almost $2 million. Now, is it worth it? Well, they estimate that the franchise's gross profits, and obviously this is an average, un promedio, is about $1.8 million per restaurant in the United States. That's not bad. You get a good return on your investment, especially if you keep the property for many, many years. But you don't own the property. You lease the property from McDonald's. And in the bonus part of today's show, we're going to talk about some of the darker side. We're going to talk about how some employees have complained. We'll talk about how maybe food isn't their only business and they're running other businesses there where they make tons more money than just selling burgers. We'll also look at some lawsuits, unas demandas, and... I'll tell you all about the Big Mac Index. And what is the Big Mac Index? Well, it's a financial term that I'll tell you all about in the bonus part of today's show. Remember, if you want access to the bonus part, think about becoming a patron. I can give you a free sample if you just want to check it out. Now, we're not done with the franchise yet. It's not that simple. It's not like here's $2 million. Thanks. Thanks for the McDonald's location. McDonald's has a lot of rules, as any franchise. Remember, part of their mission is to provide the same 
product wherever you go. So they can't have every franchise doing what they want. Everybody's got to follow their guidelines. In addition to these costs, McDonald's charges a $45,000 franchise fee, un honorario. Yeah, the word fee, honorario. And also an ongoing monthly service fee, which is about 4% of gross sales. And sales are ventas and gross es bruto. They also have to pay rent to the company, which charges them a percentage of their monthly sales. So it's not as simple as it seems. Now, I'm giving you the requisites for a McDonald's franchise, but remember, there are other ones as well. Some are cheaper, the conditions might be different, but it seems like a good business if you can put that money down. And to put money down is poner entrada, poner dinero anteriormente, in advance. And we'll wrap up today's episode. <laughs> you get it? Wrap up? El McDonald's wrap? <laughs> Rap que está envuelto. <laughs> okay, really bad joke. We're going to wrap things up. Significa que vamos a acabar. I just wanted to talk about the difference between dining in. To dine in means to eat at the eatery. Then you've got delivery, which has become, I think, exponentially Uh, it's grown exponentially, this delivery thing. They've, when I was a kid, McDonald's didn't deliver. And now I, I don't know how much of their business it is, but I imagine it's a huge chunk of their business. And again, I'm saying McDonald's because it's the biggest one. It's the most well-known one. I never dine in. I always get my food to go, or we say in English to go. Remember, the British say takeaway. We say take out, pero también más natural. Uh, can I get a large McMenu to go? To go is para llevar. Si lo quieres tomar ahí, you would say for here. And obviously, if you want it delivered, well, then you would order it from their website or from their app. However you choose to consume your fast food, just remember, everything in moderation. It's okay to have a little treat or something sweet from time to time, as long as you're not doing it every day. Well, folks, we've reached the end of the first part of today's show. That's a wrap. We'll see you in the bonus part of today's FYI.